worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. Wednesday on r r in the morning at 7, we're talking silver and black. And what kind of job has Brian Wright done? At 8.30, we're joined by Andrew Monaco to talk about the hiring of Mike Elko. And at 9, we're joined by Spurs beat writer Matthew Tynan to talk about the Spurs and their trajectory. Now back to the Blitz. Jason, I don't care what the Longhorns do this weekend. Without Carnage in front of them, they ain't getting in the top four, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> we all are saying it, man. Longhorns need a lot of help to get into the playoffs. Yep. So root like mad for some chaos this weekend. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. The Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Shereen Williams from ProFootballTalk.com joining us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Generally talking Cowboys, but uh, as a distinguished alum, are you happy with the Mike Elko hire? Thrilled. He was my number one candidate on the list. I am just so happy he's back. I think he's going to do a fantastic job. He knows exactly what he's getting into. He knows the number of the players. The players seem thrilled to have him back. He's a motivator. And and my favorite line from yesterday was, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to be about it. And and that's what needs to happen. There are enough Aggie jokes that that were (laughs) created when Jimbo was there and beyond. You know, with the the national championship trophy with no date on it and all that, let's let's just let's play and prove it on the field. And I think that's what he's going to do. The the most outstanding thing was, you know, that the Aggie wore him at the end. His whole family was up there with him, and they all knew the words to it. So this is coming home. Um, and he absolutely knows what he's getting into at A and M, which is a different place than a lot of other places. It's about fit, and I think he is a good fit. You know, Shireen, it's a it's a microwave society, as you know, and 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 uh, yeah. uh, what what kind of time frame do Aggies give this guy? Because look, I think that there's a lot of talent on that team. They, they've they've recruited well over the last couple of years, and I, I, I'm just wondering, have you heard? Is I'm, I guess they're not talking about that, but I mean, is it a three year plan, a five year plan? What, what do you think? Well, what they give him a uh, what was it a six, six, six year yeah. forty two million dollar deal? But of course, that doesn't mean anything, as we all know at A and M, they have the ability to buy that out. But yeah, I mean, I think you're probably looking at three to four years to give him a chance to, you know, a lot depends on how they do against Texas, quite honestly, and and what he can do in in turning the program around and getting it on on the right track. So if he's able to keep the players that they have now, the majority of them, and he's going to use the transfer portal. We know that some of the Duke players, the defensive players, have already entered the portal. I, I can only guess where they're going to end up. <laughs> so, you know, you're going to get some of his defensive players from Duke to, to come in who already know his system and the players who were there before know his system. Um, and I would expect 
right away they're going to be good on defense. I would expect that most of those players stay on defense. Offense is, is a different thing. Who's going to be your quarterback? Uh, and and how many of those receivers are you going to get to stay? I think that's a big question. How much can you improve your offensive line? But if, if they can do some of those things, I think they have a chance to compete right away. I mean, as we know, their recruiting classes over the last few years have been outstanding. It just has been an Ill, inability to coach those guys up and, and get them to play. So um, I, I, I think, yeah, we're probably on a, a three to four probably year plan, but you know, you know how it is. Like you said, it's a microwave society, so everybody wants things instantly. And with the transfer portal, it's just like free agency in the NFL. <laughs> you can get better quickly. And and I so I I think Aggies are probably expecting it in the next year or two. To be honest, well, yeah, exactly. Now, Shereen, I know you from from day one. You've been on Elko. I was kind of hoping it would be Jeff Trailer. I just don't think Ross Bjork was willing to put his career on the line for a guy that's not done it at a, at a Power Five level. But I can only imagine knowing what my phone was like. What was your phone like Saturday night when the Stoops news was starting to break? <laughs> yeah, I was getting quite a few texts on that, and I don't think anyone was happy about it at all. So uh, I think we're all thrilled that it didn't come to be and that he stayed in Kentucky, and he might have been just fine. I don't know, but he just wasn't the choice of, of Aggie. They're like, there was no ties except his tie to Ross Bjork from their days in Miami, but there was no other tie. There was no other thing that that A&M fans could get excited about. And with Elko, they've seen it with his defenses. They've seen what he can do. And now he's gotten that head coaching experience at Duke. Look, they had – when he got there, I read a thing today or yesterday. When he got there, they had the worst talent of any Power 5 football team in the country. And what he's done the last two years has just been amazing with obviously less talent than he's going to get at A&M or should be able to get at A&M with the resources that they have. So um, I just think he's done a really good job in two years, and he's gotten experience as a head coach, and I think he's ready to be at a school like A&M where he has a chance to do something really special. And if this team wins nine, ten games next year, I think people are going to be beyond thrilled at, at what he's been able to do, especially if one of those wins is over Texas. Well, and obviously, Shireen, you've got to be thrilled that they, they made the hire. They've got him on campus. They've got him in town because I already saw today where Max Johnson is uh, intending to uh, hit the portal, and I'm sure there are other players as well. And, you know, college coaches now don't just recruit to bring guys in. you got to recruit to keep them there as well. Absolutely, and, and NIL is a big part of that. But I think the encouraging thing, this is a hire, frankly, and I said this on TechSag today, they could have made this hard the day after they they fired Jimbo. Maybe not. Maybe Elko wanted to wait until his final game. But you could have had the deal in place um, the, the day after you fired Jimbo. So this was a deal that, you know, he might have gotten a little bit more of a, of a head start. But the encouraging thing to me is you haven't seen any more players hit the portal. This point last year, you think about all the players from A&M that hit the, that portal. I mean, we were just counting the numbers. It was one after another. And what did it get up to 26, I think, was the final number. But you couldn't keep up because they were just rolling. And I've seen a lot of players hit that transfer portal over the last two days. I mean, they're just rolling on on X, just coming up one after the other. And the only one you've seen is Max Johnson. And, and that's understandable. He, if With what Jalen Henderson 
did. I think he's number three on the depth chart, assuming Jalen Henderson and Connor Wegman are, are going to stay. But, you know, Evan Stewart didn't play in that game the other day, and, and we've heard, not heard peep from Evan Stewart since then. So I don't know what Evan Stewart's going to do, but I do think it's more of an encouraging sign today than it was Saturday, the fact that he hasn't already entered his name in the portal. And he still well might do that, but he, he obviously has taken some time to evaluate what they're going to do. Now, I would say this, Elko needs to make his offensive coordinator hire pretty quickly and get that done. Yeah, well, it, and I think the first order of business was getting rid of Bobby yeah. Petrino, who of all places is already back at Arkansas, which <laughs> yeah. is, I, I mean, some people are just meant for each other, I guess. <laughs> um, Shereen, I, 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 out of curiosity, as we visit with Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk, distinguished alum from Texas A&M, I've heard from at least a dozen people. Mike Elko was the former defensive coordinator for Jimbo. You're just getting Jimbo 2.0. How do you respond to that? How are they different? Why is he different? Well, I think he's got to prove it on the field. I mean, it's just kind of what he said. You can talk all you want, but it's about doing now. And and I really like that, uh, some of the things he said. But I don't think when you watch videos of him, A&M's put up a couple today of him when he was at A&M encouraging those players. I don't think it's anything like that. And if you read the athletic story and the problems that Jimbo had with the Texas High School Coaches Association, and then you watch the press conference, well, Elko spent several minutes lauding the Texas High School Coaches Association and saying, we're going to get back and have a good relationship with the Texas High School Coaches Association. I think that tells you right there the difference between the two coaches. Mike Elko's not going to send an assistant coach to the Texas High School Coaches Association convention. He's going to go himself. You know, Nick Saban went, and Jimbo didn't go to those things. So, you know, I just think it's going to be totally different um, and a different vibe and all those sorts of things. He's going to do things on campus. He's going to be out in the community, something that Jimbo didn't do. And that's what Aggies want. I mean, I know they want that at other schools, but A&M, as you know, is far different. And and they want the coach to be involved in the community and, and the um, like on campus, and they want to see the coach and all those things. And Jimbo, they never did that with Jimbo. So I just think this is going to be a totally different situation. He's a different coach than Jimbo is, and, and uh, hopefully the results on the field are different than what they were under Jimbo. Yeah, I just think you need a new breed of coach, and that's why we respect Jeff Trailer here so much because he does all the things yeah. that you just said on the campus yeah. of UTSA. And he's already up and, and a top candidate for the University of Houston uh, right. job. Apparently had his second interview there today. So I think he uh, will be moving on up very soon. i got to ask you a Cowboys question, though, Shereen. <laughs> uh, Shaq Leonard in, in today left without a contract, says he's going to Philadelphia to, to meet with them. It, was it a mistake to let him get out of there without a deal? Yeah, I don't think he was going to take a deal today I think he was going to go to Philadelphia all along and I think it's going to come down to those two teams and guess what he's going to be playing for one or the other a week from Sunday which might be a first place showdown in the NFC East depending on what happens Thursday night and Sunday um, so it's going to be interesting what he decides they're going to Cowboys are going to have a hard sell on this they're probably going to have to give him more money than than what the the Eagles are going to give him because um, because he's got all those ties with the Eagles, including his relationship with Nick Sirianni when, when Booth were in Indianapolis together. So uh, going to be a hard sell. I would say right now it's probably 
60%. He ends up in, in Philadelphia with the Eagles, but we do know that Jerry Jones is a good salesman, and he had lunch with him. So he can close a deal. So we'll see what happens with uh, Shaquille Leonard. But, you know, I, I, I tend to agree with, with Jerry and what he said Sunday night. I was there and asking about Shaquille Leonard and, and the Cowboys linebackers. He likes their linebackers, and I like their linebackers. I just think you're looking at it from a depth standpoint uh, to get Shaquille Leonard in there. I think he really helps your depth uh, and has some better experience and playoff experience. Serene Williams from Pro Football Talk joining us here on The Blitz. Also a, a Hall of Fame voter, uh, semifinalist announced today. Darren Woodson, once again a semifinalist, his eighth time. Is, is he finally going to get in this year? Well, he finally got to the finalist list last year and, and was very grateful for that to have his to be able to help with his presentation uh, in the room last year, and, and that was a step in the right direction, and, and hopefully this is his year. Um, you know, I think when you look at the first-year eligible guys, two of them made that list, and Tiki Barber's on the list for the first time. But when you look at Antonio Gates um, and Julius Peppers, I think Peppers is the first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think Antonio Gates is. It's going to be a very interesting discussion. I will be interested to see um, because the Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, unlike baseball, doesn't have um, a citizenship clause, do they let us bring up the the, the performance-enhancing drug suspension that Antonio Gates served? This is really the first test case of that. Um, so I will be interested in how that discussion goes, but I don't think that Antonio Gates is a first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, and we'll see how that ends up. But my point to that is there are five modern era guys who go into the Hall of Fame, so if, if you've only got one first-year eligible who's going in, there's four spots up for grabs. So I do hope that it's Darren Woodson's uh, year to go into the Hall of Fame because it is long overdue. Are you Are you presenting him again this year? Uh, we have well, we won't know that until they re- if he gets to the finalists because we got to go through one more vote to get to the 15 finalists, and then that's when they assign um, assign all the candidates. So we won't know that for a little bit yet. Good Interesting stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the, the the different worlds that you live in. Are, are you guys out of curiosity back to doing all those meetings in person, or is it still over Zoom? Yeah, no, we're actually going in per- back to over- in person this year. They just announced a couple weeks ago, and, and we're going to meet in Atlanta and and uh, before the Super. We're going to meet before the Super Bowl, and so um, I'm not sure I'm supposed to be telling that. So <laughs> keep that keep that under your hat. Of course, but we are we are we are meeting in person this year, which I really like. I think it's a much better discussion in person, and people don't get distracted and take themselves off a of video and go do whatever. You're you know you're in that room for however many hours it takes, and you have to be paying attention to the presentation. So I do think it's a much better process. Follow her on Twitter, at NFL Shireen. Shireen Williams from Pro Football Talk. Always appreciate the knowledge and insight. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. The great Shireen Williams. Good stuff.